running, getting to the kick. Dog, you ain't a hundred, this a hundred. Let me demonstrate. If she ain't got brains, then I ain't trying to penetrate. And if you ain't a stand up needy, you could get your dinner ate. I ain't buying all that real shit. Dog, you benefit. To go on a dinner date. Now we on the interstate. Might be a rookie in the game, but I been a great. And we about autonomy, dog. We ain't trying to integrate. Man, we ain't trying to integrate. Was broke back then, now the youngest seeing different kick. We don't go all feelings, we just make sure that the business straight. And if you ain't an intellect, then you can't get a penetrate. Local Niji, now I'm getting love all in different states. Gotta Niji, if you ain't got scars, then you can't relate. That was Integrate by Job ja Bricks. Welcome to On the Wake Up Radio. You are now tuned into the Sovereign Creed Show. We don't just discuss the problems, we offer the solutions. I'm your host, J.I. Lee Shiamaru. Shout out to our producer, Cindy Ashby, for making this possible. If you haven't done so already, make sure you go sign up for www.otwtube.com so you can join our community of melanated Aboriginal content creators where your voice can be heard and you never have to worry about censorship. For today's episode of the Sovereign Cree Show, we give you... Indigenous cosmology versus Western world religion. Before we conduct our much anticipated interview with our special guest and master teacher, Dr. Pawatun Kukukan Shiamaru, we must revisit history and how we got here. On June 18, 1452, Pope Nicholas V issued the papal bull Dumb Diversus, which authorized Alfonso V of Portugal to reduce any Saracens and pagans and any other unbelievers to perpetual servitude. This facilitated the Portuguese slave trade from West Africa. He would later write the bull Romanus Pontifex on January the 5th 1455 to the same Alfonso, which would serve as a follow-up to the dumb diverses. This doctrine extended to the Catholic nations of Europe dominion over discovered lands during the age of discovery. Along with sanctifying the seizure of non-Christian lands, it encouraged the enslavement of native non-Christian peoples in Africa and the New World. Then on May 4th, 1493, Pope Alexander VI authorized the papal bull Inter Catera, which granted the Catholic monarchies of Spain and Portugal all rights to the land west and south of the Cape Verde Islands. The conquistadors would then murder, rape, pillage, and Christianize the aboriginals first in the colonization of the West Indies. That was followed by the conquering of the Aztec Empire, expanding to northern parts of Central America, the southern and western parts of North America, and the Incan Empire of Western South America. Conquistadors under the jurisdiction of Portugal would conquer the remaining territories of South America, including modern-day Brazil. Later expeditions by Britain and France of the Caribbean and North American territories would complete the European colonization of the Americas. In addition to amalgamation, seizure of ancestral lands, resources, customs, and culture, the European colonization would also expand to the mind, body, and spirit. The process of indoctrination would also include the introduction of religious texts to bring European influence context 
to what the Aboriginal Americans just experienced. Check this out. Fact, what year did the Pope, the Pope, actually see a copy of the New Testament? Because the Old Testament has nothing to do with Christianity. But what year did the Pope see the New Testament? Versus what year did he sign Dumb to Versus? Well, what if I told you Dumb to Versus was 1452 and the Pope didn't see the New Testament until 1456? So how the fuck could anyone on earth be a Christian when the Bible hadn't even been released on a grand level yet? The Pope was saying he was a Christian before the New Testament came out. I mean, the Council of Nicaea was 325, a thousand years later. So they took a thousand years. Now between that, you got the Gospel of Paul, you got uh, you got Paul, you got Luke, you got fucking Mark, right? You got Acts. That's like a fucking thousand years. Nobody wrote any any legitimate text that was supposed to be what you would call scripture until Marcion came. Marcion said, "Hey, this Jesus nigga, let's run with him. He's the new God. Oh God, no. Oh God, no." And then eventually, what happened? Christianity, a.k.a. New School Paganism, started taking over. Constantine became a Christian. At this point, there's not even any sort of validated structure to how Christianity is supposed to be run. It's some shit based off a nigga who they got some notes on. It's like, yo, this nigga Jesus was hot. My man got some old notes that Paul took. We ain't gonna talk about Paul. All these niggas who took notes on Jesus... And then somebody said, you know what? We about to scripture these bitches out. So let's take a closer look at the term freedmen. I mentioned this before in a lot of my documentaries, a lot of them. And I'm not too sure if you guys caught on to what I was trying to mention here. I'm trying to tell you exactly why they call these particular people, our ancestors, freedmen. Here's why. <laughs> freedmen is a religious term created by the Quakers. Think about it. I'll explain why here, but listen to the timeline. The Virginia Company of London sent a group of people called the Congregation for Propagating the Gospel in Foreign Parts to the southeastern side of these lands, or eastern side of these lands. Okay? So what you're looking at is not a school, not, not the schools that we're used to. What you're looking at are churches. Freedmen is a religious term that was created by the Quakers. Okay. What they're trying to do is state that they are, okay, let me, let me break it down. These schools were not uh, taking place to uh, teach math and science, stuff like that. No, they were definitely telling you everything that was in the Bible. Think about this. No other books but the Bible. Freedmen. The only thing that was taught inside of these schools and these freedmen schools was Bible study. The reason why they called these people freedmen is because they wanted to free their mind, okay, from what they were originally used to and already accustomed with. 
This is called a form of indoctrination. This was a social engineering experiment that was done to manipulate the mindset of the people and free them, okay, from their original way of thinking. No, oh, but this is going to free you. This is going to save you. This is this is a, another method that they utilize to tell the people, hey, uh, you could. Oh, oh, it's installing fear into the people's hearts and minds. Okay, I'm not I'm not bashing no one's religion. I'm just telling you what happened historically. I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. I'm just letting you know what happened historically and why they called our ancestors freedmen. It had nothing to do with slavery. Nothing. It wasn't about freeing us from chains and shackles. This picture was taken during slavery. Allegedly, slavery. This picture, according to the Library of Congress, said 1858. But you gonna tell me slavery existed? I told you that slavery existed, but not the way that we were told. Okay? Somebody said before they took the chains and shackles off of us physically and placed it on our brain. No, it wasn't even on us physically. It was always on our brain. They controlled you. They controlled our ancestors mentally. Subsidized their way of thinking. <laughs> Does a free thinker think this way? No. So what you freeing them from? If you're offended by profanity, forgive me for that too. Uh, that clip is uh, from the God's UB News and uh, Dane Calloway. I'm sure the majority of those people, the people in this room are familiar uh, with those two individuals. Moving along, following the Christianization of Aboriginal Americans, the Free African Society was founded in 1787 by Richard Allen and Absalom Jones. The organization was established as a benevolent society with the purpose of holding religious services and providing mutual aid for free Africans and their descendants in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. More on that later. The work of the Free African Society would spearhead the momentum for the establishment of the African Methodist Episcopal Church, the first national black church in 1816 with Allen installed as the first ordained minister. Inspired by the Free African Society, the Sigma Pi Phi fraternity was established on May the 15th, 1904 by Henry Milton and five of his colleagues also in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The late Steve Coakley had this to say, Anywhere there are prominent professional blacks, chances are they're in the boule. Some of the prominent names to have membership with the boule included W.E.B. Du Bois, Carter G. Woodson, and Barack Obama, to name a few. But perhaps the most influential member of the boule was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who following his initiation will become the first president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference in 1957, which would spearhead his rise to becoming the face of integration 
and the civil rights movement. In addition to the Boulay's assistance of brainwashing the Aboriginal American community, American community, excuse me, they've also been very instrumental with the further establishment of national black churches. Fast forward, 1906, prominent black preacher, William Joseph Seymour, initiated the Azusa Street Revival in Los Angeles, which spearheaded the Pentecostal and charismatic movements. A student of the early Pentecostal minister and renowned Zionist, Charles Parham, Seymour adopted Parham's beliefs that speaking in tongues was the sign of receiving baptism from the Holy Spirit. It was later alleged that Seymour and Parham had a homosexual relationship and eventually parted ways over a dispute regarding Seymour baptizing white people. In 2006, the Azusa Street Revival would be commemorated by Bishop T.D. Jakes, Kenneth Copeland, Paula White, Benny Hinn, Creflo Dollar, Juanita Bynum, and many other ministers of Christian faith during a highly televised event to celebrate the 100 year anniversary. The colonization of the Aboriginal American has been a fluid process. It has incorporated many intricate parts. We had the first wave of missionaries who followed up the religious conquest with teaching our ancestors the word from a foreign language. They somehow convinced us that we were all enslaved foreigners in our own land. And finally, they convinced us to drink the Kool-Aid because it doesn't work un unless everyone else drinks it. With armed guards ringing the compound, Jim Jones then ordered everyone, adults and children, to drink a mixture of Kool-Aid laced with cyanide. Let's just be done with it. Let's be done with the agony of it. The cries continued. Die with a degree of dignity. Until the compound became stone silent. Bodies piled on top of bodies, over 900 in all. Religions were designed 6,000 years ago because they foresaw that it was a way to control the neophyte. So the gods don't follow religion. Now think about this. In Ezekiel, it says, put away your idols and your foolish altars or I will destroy you. Have no graven images unto me. I'm a jealous God. That wasn't the creator. Those were demigods that wanted you to be afraid that if you thought independently and you connected to some of the other gods, that you might figure out that you are enslaved. Today on the Sovereign Creed Show, we welcome our special guest, Dr. Powatun Kukukan Shi Amaru, as we discuss the lingering effects that colonization has had on our Aboriginal Americans, the origin of cosmology, the difference between indigenous cosmology and Western world religion, and the truth about spirit, God, and the universe. Dr. Powatun Kukukan Shiamaru holds the distinction as both the chief minister of cosmology and spirituality and the international ambassador for the Aboriginal Republic of North America. 
a graduate of Aboriginal University Department of Indigenous Psychology. He has an understanding of the mind as our ancestors did through the Zolkin calendar. Dr. Shiomaru is also a graduate of the Hypnosis Motivational Institute and is a board certified hypnotist shaman, as well as a proud Freemason of Northern Masonic jurisdiction, a 32 degree Scottish Rite member, Masonic scholar, and noble of Shriners International. He's also a minister emeritus of the Nation of Islam. Dr. Shiamaru has an applied, has applied his education from the mosque and evolved it with indigenous cosmology, specifically the Aboriginal mathematics. Ladies and gentlemen, gods and goddesses, without further ado, please give a warm welcome to my spiritual advisor and master teacher, Dr. Powatun Kukukan Shi Amaru. Peace, God. First, I want to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us. I'm truly honored to have you on as a guest on the show, and I'm excited about the knowledge and wisdom that you're about to share with our audience. So let's let's get started. Um, you have an extremely impressive list of credentials. What I didn't include in your bio was your mastery of many martial arts disciplines as well. Can you please tell the audience how your journey to self-discovery began? Can you hear me? Loud and clear, God, loud and clear. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, first of all, let me say, uh, Assalamu alaikum, uh, peace, shalom, halito, all the great, wonderful words of peace for everyone uh, who took time out to listen to this conversation. Um, I, I, I guess I would say I've been on a journey of self-discovery uh, since I knew myself, since I was a, a, a boy. And uh, growing up in a household uh, with a father who was uh, a student of the martial arts, <clears throat> uh, who had studied uh, first with his father. Uh, my grandfather came from World War II with some jujitsu skills. And then uh, my father uh, studied as a youth. And then he did some time in upstate New York. And he learned jailhouse rock, what some people call 52 blocks today. And then uh, moving into Harlem, uh, studied in some of uh, Professor V's school. And so he put those things together and he brought it home to us. And so we grew up uh, studying mixed martial arts, really, in a time where it wasn't proper uh, called that. It was just called karate in the yard, I guess. But uh, he trained us very well, uh, me and my uh, siblings and my cousins. And uh, so from that, I just began to study uh, more classical arts as I became older. You know, Akijitsu, Akido, uh, the, the Bushito art. And I even uh, took some time to study uh, some Kung Fu for fluid, for movement. And, uh, of course, in the Nation of Islam, uh, as an FOI, we studied Sanusi's Jiu-Jitsu. So it's just been a life quest. The martial arts is my sport. I know some people enjoy football and basketball and uh, other sports. Uh, I enjoy uh, martial arts. Thank you for that, God. Yes, sir. You and Chief Shi Ali have a 
very close relationship dating back to your time together in Philadelphia and as well as the Nation of Islam. Uh, can you talk about how that relationship evolved when you first met to all the work that you've done uh, building the institutions that make up the Aboriginal Republic of North America? Mm. Well, first, let me say, um, I didn't build the institutions in the Aboriginal Republic of North America. I understand the question. Of, I want clarity on that. Uh, Chief Ali did that uh, with his team. Uh, and he has done a magnificent, a magnificent job. And really, uh, many people who are members of ARNA, the Aboriginal Republic of North America, and are students of the Aboriginal University, you you just don't see sometimes, I don't think we all see the depth of this brother. Uh, and we'll get a little bit further into the King of Clubs later, but uh, hopefully. But uh, it, it, there's a lot going on there. This man is a true grandmaster. He's a true grandmaster at birth. And so studying with him now is a, is a great joy. When I met him 25 years ago or so in the mosque, I was the minister and he was a student. And he'll say that today and with great honor and respect. I, I humble myself because uh, back then uh, he, he rebought things to my mind here recently. You know, how I instructed people to take notes, how I instructed people to write things down. You know, these are my methodologies of teaching. Jay, you are my student as well, you know. Um, I'm not big on uh, visual stimulation. I want you to use your mind, your ears. I want a master-apprentice relationship that you can grow and become what you're studying to understand the nature of yourself so that you can express the knowledge and wisdom through your being and not be a parrot of another human being. This is the goal. And uh, so that relationship culminated with us over the years not seeing each other for a very long time. And then I went through some uh, some trials and tribulations in life. And I lost my balance. I lost my equilibrium. And I went into some fields of cells. It just it got a little worldly there. And so when uh, Hela pulled me in, that energy sent me to my brother. And I called my brother. And he gave me some advice. And I took the advice. And now I got my back to his back. 13 and 7. The rest is history. I just want you to know that I am taking notes. And uh, <laughs> forgive me for misspeaking. I, I made that correction. Uh, yes. You just had an opportunity to listen to uh, both montages. How does it feel knowing that in the same city that your service began for centuries, a group of prominent black race traders conspired to hide the truth about our identity and brainwash our people in return for social status and economic gain? Well, as you know, brother, I'm a student of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And the honorable Elijah Muhammad said, and I quote, the black preacher is my worst enemy. I repeat, the black preacher is my worst enemy. And, you know, being in Philadelphia, growing up there, uh, Richard Allen Project comes to mind. You mentioned R Richard Allen was in your montage, and there's a, a piece of more 
uh, Avenue in Philadelphia. A lot of places in Philadelphia are prominent after these uh, group of uh, Negroes, these Negro preachers. And so Richard Allen Project is one of the worst places that you could ever uh, have to live. It's sad that the people who live there have to live under those conditions. At least it was when I was growing up there. It was very dangerous even to walk past there. And that's what his name represents today to the community. It, it, what he did to our people is being represented in what his name represents now. How I feel is irrelevant. His lineage is destroyed in the face of our people. That's the beauty of the energy that we're about to discuss today. Thank you so much for that. Um, Western world religion has effectively shifted the concept of God from an inward aspect that connects us to nature, energy, high vibrational frequencies and the universe to an outward one that disconnects us from God, where many of our people are in a constant state of fear and disarray resulting in low vibrational frequencies and that have developed into a, a savior complex where they believe that worshiping a deity and obedience to Bible scriptures is the key to their salvation. Can you dispel that myth along with the misconception of heaven and hell? Oh, yeah, that's, that's deep. <laughs> that's deep to say the least. Uh, hmm. I'm just thinking of how should I approach this. First of all, Western religion uh, effectively shifting the concept of God from an inward aspect that connects us to nature. Hmm. Energy, high vibrational frequencies in the universe to an outward one that disconnects us from God where many of our disconnect us from God and I use that word loosely I don't I don't like to use the term God in this context when we're talking with people who are wise uh, because God can be anything today and I, I, I'll elaborate you know people we, we can call anything a God anything that you give your attention to can be a God in this context we're talking about the supreme being that energy that emanates from the core of the universe that energy that causes everything to be held in place in our solar system, even the sun itself. That's what we're speaking of. Did they turn us away from that? They did it effectively through, first, through our diet. When they, when they took us from a place where we could eat properly, when they took us from our food, our, when they took us from the soil, just soil is just sanguine, when they took us from our bloodline, when that was done, now we were disconnected from family members. We were disconnected from what we are connected to as natural beings. When that disconnection took place, disconnect. We were disconnected from nature, energy, high vibration, frequencies, and it began to dull. But even in the church, you see the energy. You hear the energy in the, in the music, in the shouting, in the jumping up and down, and all the exuberant uh, movements when they say the spirit hits them. So we can't really deny who we are only to a certain extent because that force, that energy ultimately 
is going to come out. It's like fire. It builds up in passion and it has to burn out. It has to come out. That's who we are. Fire, water, air, earth. Now, when we talk about, if, if I can may continue. Take your time, God. Absolutely. When we talk about Bible scriptures, for example, uh, or, and I'll go even further, Jay, if you don't mind, even Quranic scriptures or Hebraic scriptures, all scriptures uh, that we are following of the three major desert religions, they come from very dry places, you know? And when you study the dry places, you have people that function in a dry uh, state of mind. When we look at the elements, we know that dry is a fixated state. So, they are stuck in something. They're stuck in concepts. They're stuck in keeping their culture and way, the way they live alive, regardless to the effectiveness that it has on them as a society. They can see that it has not been affected, but yet they want to hold on to this, these concepts. Why? Because they've been programmed. The Bible, in from the, its inception and given in giving it to the public was already written in a way to do exactly what it does. Herd people and keep them locked in a fantasy, circumvading instead of landing. But when the truth of the scripture is understood and we unlock the mysteries that are there, now we can see the mathematical principles that are undergird, uh, holding up uh, the, the, through the myth. And when we can see that, now we can see how to utilize it. Now that, that, that takes a lot of sifting and and, and, and going through and breaking down the more direct approach is to follow an indigenous cosmological, cosmological approach. Cosmology being the study of the universe. This cosmos being the universe. Ology meaning science. So studying the science of the universe from an indigenous perspective. This relates directly to our nature. I don't want to get off the subject, but it relates directly to our nature. It relates directly to the vibrational frequencies of this universe because everything that we are and everywhere that we, we the, the history of where we come from, our ancestors, the Shi, the Tutu Shi, the Shi Amaru, they never said that we came from anywhere except the stars. I hope that uh, helps. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So this uh, concept of heaven and hell, you know, these are, these are of course, these are concepts created to keep you in a state of fear. Heaven and hell are two conditions of life. Some of us are living in heaven now, and some of us are living in hell right now, but yet we exist in the same time frame and here on earth. There's no hell under the ground. There's no heaven in the sky. No. So these are myths. But these are myths with teaching. These are myths that were created for a reason. We go back to study Dante's Inferno and just studying hell and why they created this evil concept to control their nature. And it's heaven to go somewhere in the sweet by and by after you die. Why? So you won't have anything sound on the ground? Why are you still around? <laughs> Dr. Collard used to say that. <laughs> um. You got some more. I, 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 it's all. It's all you. Otherwise, we can move on to the next question. I, I, I want to go up. Yeah, I got some more. Yeah, keep going. Okay, because God, where many of our people are in a constant state of fear, 
in disarray resulting in low vibrational frequencies that have developed into a savior complex. This is another issue that we have in the black community and it's perpetuated by these Negro preachers. And I'm sorry, there are some pastors in the community that are very good people. They're just misguided. And some of them are not misguided. Some of them have the knowledge of self. They have the knowledge, the mathematics of the scripture and know how to benefit themselves with it. And if you look at their lives, they are benefiting from it. But they're not benefiting their congregations with that wisdom. They're only benefiting themselves and their families. Robbing the blind, keeping them blind, and keeping you from moving forward. The true trinity is at the top of the cosmic plate. The king, the queen, and the jack of spades. However, when we look at this uh, development of the savior complex, this is what's crippling us. Each of us on this call have to develop within us the ability to save ourselves. It's not for someone external to do any work on you to save you. We have to do that work ourselves. And that's the beauty of Aboriginal University. You learn information that helps you to evolve yourself. And if you really, anyone in the cosmological program, if you begin to look at yourself as I teach it and as I guide it, you see yourself in the picture. And when you see yourself in the picture, that's when you begin to really develop and unfold and understand it through you. The divine breath that you took in at birth continues until you take the last the last breath which is an exhale on death everything leaves that energy is flowing through you that first breath is when the mind is connected to the earth's magnetic field now everything in between that information and, and that you've empowered on yourself all you have to do is settle that let that go free and tap into your own intuition. You are the book. You don't need a book. You are the book. Study your nature. Study yourself. Study your genetic makeup. You will see God. It's right there. Thank you for that. Um, I just wanted to um, make one quick announcement. Um, this is gonna. We're gonna have a, a very thorough Q and A session uh, at the, conducted at the end of the interview. So I just ask everyone, uh, if you have a question, if you're afraid you're gonna forget the question, just write it down with a with a with a notepad. Get out your iPhone notes, whatever app you need to use. Just just hold on to that question. We will get to those questions, but we definitely have a, a, a several more questions that we need uh, the God to uh, to answer for us. Uh, the next question. The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle is both one of our favorite books, God. In uh, chapter 7, he discusses the involuntary portal at the time of death and how even if you've missed all of the other opportunities for spiritual realization during your lifetime, one last portal will open up for you after the body has died. But most people carry too much residual resistance, too much fear, too much attachment to sensory experience, too much identification with the manifested world. So they see the portal, turn away in fear, and then lose consciousness. Most of what happens after that is involuntary and automatic. Eventually, there will be another round of birth and death. Their presence wasn't strong enough yet for conscious immortality. 
Let me read that one more time. The present wasn't strong and the presence wasn't strong enough yet for conscious immortality. Now, you and I discussed this very chapter and topic during our, our very first session, God. And I, I, I get the part about immortality and reincarnation. But right. what about the concept of ghost? How do you how do you decipher that? How do I start, uh, the concept? Well, let's go back a little bit. I want to understand. I want your audience to understand what you understand about the concept of reincarnation. Okay. So you want me to? Uh, I want you to tell me your understanding of it, so I can move forward from that point. Okay. So uh, basically, my understanding of, of reincarnation is uh, we have uh, opportunities. Uh, during our lifetime to reach a higher state of consciousness, okay? Uh, once our we uh, perish from the physical body, we're giving an opportunity, uh, like I say a portal, if you will, to uh, ascend to uh, immortality or, or enter the portal for immortality. But due to the fact that um, we haven't, manifested or, or uh, have achieved that higher state of consciousness and we're still carrying low vibrational frequencies and things like fear and and uh, things and trepidation when we when we had that opportunity we miss it and instead of achieving immortality or attaining immortality we are basically recycled back into another body and we're reincarnated and we go through this cycle one more time understand what you're saying okay and so my question is but what about ghosts okay okay death puts it into life death puts it in to life once death overtakes us there's no life what we're talking about is energy. When you mention what Eckhart said in this chapter, these are uh, some Buddhist concepts, and sometimes we have to filter a little bit, you know, because uh, we know about when the Buddhists went to the Himalayas, and so we know about when their information was solid and when it began to deteriorate and they began to add in this. Uh, Maya illusion. So when we talk about reincarnation in that context of coming back, when the mind, when the mind, when the when the heart stops beating and the blood stops circulating and the brain stops functioning, then the brain, which is a transmitter and receiver of electrical energy, and the heart and all the organs, when that no longer is sending out uh, vibration frequency then it is no longer receiving frequency so that means the entity is dead and you can't even read it on the chart once it's dead so once we come to realize that and we understand that now we know what happens with mind what Eckhart is attempting to explain here is that if we build up our spiritual energy and our mental intellect during life on a higher vibration that vibration will be stronger imprint in the earth's magnetic field 
so that future generations can tap into what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad called mind atoms or tap into that frequency of thought and draw from that what one, what many Indians call akasha. They draw from that energy that's suspended in the atmosphere. And now it, it, that relates to ghosts. I'm glad you have ghosts in this question. But everything in the universe is called an effect. The idea of karma is a religious notion that the caste system imposed upon the Dravidians from the Aryans in India. And a lot of things that uh, were stated to those people were utilized the same as Christianity was utilized on us to make us submit. So when you uh, study those histories, as Abraham Lincoln, not Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson said, we both read the Bible day and night. You read black while I read white, meaning that he read between the lines. So with with that, uh, getting to the ghost, some people, you and I could be taking a walk and you could see a ghost and I would not. And some people say, well, why? Why can someone see so-called ghosts and some people can't? And then you have all these things going on that people attributed to so-called ghosts. Ghosts are energy signatures that are suspended in the atmosphere. These are energies, high, high uh, impacts of energy, much like in the body when you have a traumatic experience. Energy can get trapped in the body, it can get trapped in your nerves, it can get trapped in your cells and your sinews and your tissues. This can happen in the Earth's magnetic field. On the Earth, energy can get trapped. And some people who are highly evolved and begin to, uh, they begin to be able to see these things with the physical eye. It, it, it glimpses of these energy matrices, matrices, if it would, that still exist. It's not that it's a physical thing. It is not that it's going to hurt you. It can't. It's just something that's suspended in the atmosphere. It's very simple. It's energy. It's static. Going nowhere and doing nothing. That's what static does. Thank you for that, God. For many Aboriginal Americans, including many of the people in this audience, uh, they were first introduced to higher consciousness by studying metaphysics. Can you explain what that concept actually entails and how it correlates or differentiates with indigenous cosmology? Uh, could you, when you say metaphysics, could you elaborate on what you mean by metaphysics? Because there are many uh, definitions for that. Well, when I say metaphysics, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to uh, coming from a, maybe, let's say, a, like a pan-African uh, perspective where uh, it's discussing like the, uh, the teachings that were discovered in uh, ancient KMT or, you know, oh. Egypt, if you will. And uh, it, it basically, it, it kind of talks about duality of, of energies. And okay. uh, we, we start delving into like the divine feminine and masculine type of type of things. And um, it's just more of a more of a scientific. It, it kind of takes it takes you away from the. Uh, religious aspect mm -hmm. and kind of takes you uh, more into a, a spiritual and, and a scientific 
frame of reference. But for the, for a lot of people that came when they started to put the Bible down and started to research uh, this philosophy, if you will, or form of science, if you will, but it was uh, more of a indigenous African right. Right. Uh, spirituality perspective. I know exactly what you're speaking of. And, uh, you know, many of us who have been doing this for some time now, we've all been through that. We went through that road as well. We went that way. And I, I will not condemn it because uh, it's a step to your development. You know, uh, I've studied the Pa'ut Naturu uh, in conjunction with the Kemetic Tree of Life. I taught Kemetic Yoga. You know, I've studied metaphysics my whole life. And metaphysics meaning meta, meaning beyond the physical. And uh, not just uh, these concepts of metaphysics, but many uh, metaphysical concepts. Um, so, with that being said, looking at these things as symbols, you know, symbols are extremely important in our society. And as we look down the annals of history and we look at different symbolism that we've used to try to find ourselves, you know, the Quran comes to mind that a blind man tapping his way, you know, and the Quran says that Muhammad frowned at him. And then it says Allah frowned on Muhammad. So when someone is attempting to find their way, we are not to frown on them finding their way. We are to clear their path because they're tapping like a blind person. We can't stand in their way for them to find their truth. Let them find their truth. And it is for them, if it is for them, to be evolved to the next level of consciousness or to go into a vein of consciousness that we see uh, benefits us, then it is for them. But some, it is not for. And this may, is not a mass movement. You know, this is a movement of people who are committed to attenuating themselves to that halo, that center of the universe. This is, a, this is more than a movement. This is a government, right? So when we look at these systems, we have to reflect on symbolism you know as uh, as a mason i i i study symbols and uh, pictorial reproduction of sickness in in the ring of solomon uh, the biblical solomon who is so responsible for uh, constructing the temple one of several interpretations is in his signet it says a search for divine truth a search for divine truth with this as our model, we begin and invite, see, we begin and invite. So truth has no authority, no substitute. In order to fully comprehend truth, we must become the truth. We might ask, we might apprehend the duties of a king or a president or a chief, but to fully comprehend them, we must fill the office. We may apprehend the remorse of a felon in his cell. To fully comprehend it, we must have committed his crime and have suffered his conviction. See? We may apprehend the advantages and disadvantages of being rich. In order to comprehend, we must be rich. A symbol is not the thing symbolized, but it needs interpretation. A symbol is a substitute for the thing behind it. And so when we look at these concepts, these metaphysical concepts, it's just pointing to symbols. And if they continue to look at the symbols that they see, the ankh, if they continue to look at the falcon, if they continue to look at 
the language and they continue to search, the truth is there to be found. But it has to be delved and it has to be by that individual. Uh, Dale Carnegie made a statement in his in his monumental book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. He said, a mind made against his will is of the same mind still. Mm. Wow. I have that book on the shelf. Let me go back and read it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we often hear the concept of divine masculine and feminine energy serving as a duality of some sort that requires a balance similar to that of, let's say, a, a Libra scale. What does this concept mean to you? And what do you say to people who frequently take it out of context? Mm. Uh, can you repeat that question? Absolutely. <laughs> we often hear the concept of divine masculine and feminine energy serving as a duality of some sorts that requires a balance similar to that of a Libra scale. What does this concept mean to you? And what do you say to people who frequently take it out of context? Hmm. Very interesting. Well, in Chief Ali's new album, I believe that the, the song is called Religion. And I believe the quote is, I do what the cards say. Is that correct? Did I quote it correctly? I believe so. I have to get someone to... Uh, but yeah, I believe I quoted fair, it correctly. Fair enough. Yes, sir. So so this is what we're going to... This is the way I would, I would approach that answer, brother. From the perspective of our, of our planet, Sarah, or Earth, right? When we look at the Earth, it has two poles. It has a North Pole and a South Pole. And then it has an oscillating energy in the middle called the equator. Okay. So when we look at these energies, we have a divine masculine, which is a positive energy. We have a divine feminine, which is a, for lack of a better term, in the way it is termed, a negative energy. But this is not negative in the context of something that is negative, that is not good. This is just the way energy is termed. Okay? So when we see these forces working, operating together, when we look at the North Pole, okay, and the South Pole, and an equator, the poles meeting in the equator, or when you meet in the equator, we call that the neutral point. Okay? So... The neutral is dependent upon the other two for its existence. The neutral is depending upon the other two for its existence. The poles, in turn, meet in the neutral point. Hence, the three are one and the one are three. What am I talking about? I'm talking about when mating was in its perfect state. 
when we look at the cosmic plate in our system of cosmology, we see a king, the queen, and a jack of spades. This represents mating in its proper state. It represents the positive energy of the male, feeding that energy into the receptive energy of the female, producing a neutral point, which is the knave or the jack, right? which is the balance of both and really the essence of both. What the Christians call the Holy Trinity is right here on the cosmic line. Not a father, a son, and a Holy Ghost, but a father, a mother, and an offspring. Now we can talk about divine feminine, divine masculine energies, but all energies are emanating from the source. So it makes all energies divine. It's about balancing these energies within ourselves and knowing the nature of ourselves, our own polarity. Once we grow into understanding what our polarities are and what we function and where we came to birth and how that energy is operating in us, in our life, now we can learn how to navigate the energy. See? It's about navigation. It's about movement. It's about understanding. Uh, when I say understanding, um, you got to understand you. You got to go deeper into yourself to understand the energy because it talks to you. It communicates to you in a hint and in a sign. It, it, it guides your intuition. You have to be listening to yourself. This is the skill of learning how to navigate uh, through life. What can be said of polarity as applied to the earth can also be said to the atom, for each atom has its own positive, negative, and neutral quality. See? So we're talking about positive, negative, and neutral quality. So when you go to the extremes on either side of the earth, if you go to the North Pole, it's extremely cold. If you go to the South Pole, it's extremely cold. As you move towards the center on both sides, you see a difference of temperatures. You can see it get warmer as you get closer to the equator, the neutral point. The best place for life, the best place for growth of vegetation, the cradle of all civilization began on the equator. So the wise thing for the human being to do is to understand his nucleus and balance his energy. We are all divine, if we but knew. Thank you for that response, God. Speaking of... Um, Maybe not phenomenons, but in this context, I guess we use the word phenomenon. And you already have mentioned uh, Buddhism and uh, some how it's uh, you know uh, misinterpreted. Or, well, or Buddhism is thirty-five thousand years old. Right. Right. From mm -hmm. the date of that writing, with the brother in your montage, it was stating how young Christianity is. You know, Christianity is less than seven hundred years old. Right? We trace our calendar back 42 octillion years. In comparison, these tablets, these books are, are, are less than the blink of an eye in the scale of time. Less. Think about that. 
not to cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh no. If anyone has a, the the ability to do that, he's got. Um, yes, uh, we often hear the no no excuse me. Uh, yes, we talked about Buddhism. Yes, that she gave us uh, the, the history. Uh, perceived Easternized practices. Uh, well, let's just say uh, Buddhism for for many people, not all, mm-hmm. but for for some. Uh, introduced them to concepts like yoga, meditation, and veganism, and also introduced them to the concepts of chakras, shadow work, and astral projection, which often get misconstrued and confused and, and whatever you want to say. Can you provide context for those misconceptions? Like, what are they missing uh, with these concepts that the, a lot of people just don't understand? Science. They're missing science. They're missing. They can't quantify what they're teaching. You understand? Uh, they can't. They can't calculate it. They can't show you the reality of it. So, if someone, for example, for years, uh, I've said it chakras. You know, or some people say chakras. The Indians call them chakras. So when you study chakras, right, they say there's wheels of energy spinning in the body. And you try, to, you try to believe that stuff, and you'll go insane trying to believe there's wheels of energy spinning in your body and picture that happening. You know, we had one guy to teach that there was an actual lit flame burning in the body, a lit flame. So these are, these are truly misconceptions and archaic ideas. What is a chakra? A chakra is really a, a nerve plexus. It's where tissue, organic tissue meets energy. It's a brain, a small brain, an organ. And from that organ, energy emanates, a mind. And all my all organs have a mind. Your brain has a mind, your heart has a mind, your liver has a mind. Every everything in your body has a mind. And it has an energy matrix by which it functions. So chakras is just those energies. And when someone when you can read those energies, you can tell whether the organ is sick or the organ needs to be balanced. But it's not about some spinning wheel in your body. These are, these are fairy tales. These are things that people want to believe in that don't really know and understand and won't do the scientific research. But once we are able to do the scientific research and begin to see what these things really are, then we can remove the fear that are being proposed, uh, projected by these pastors and others, uh, imams, ministers, whoever, I don't care who it is, that you're projecting an idea on the people that's false. And you can't give them the actual facts of life based on the mathematics of their own being. That's the key. Understanding the mathematics of your own being. Astral projection, for example, it's just simply about allowing your your energy body to leave your body consciously. It's about sending your mind across to go anywhere that you want. And that's something I can show you how to do in less than 15 minutes. It's not difficult. It's just that we've never been taught these sciences. Why would you want to learn how to get out of your body? Sometimes you need to separate from the physical to understand the higher evolution of mind. How can you do that if you're still eating improperly? Food is the is the beginning. If a man won't eat it, eat right, he won't treat his body right. First of all, you can't even trust that person. 
If they don't treat themselves right, then how can you trust them? They can't be trusted to treat themselves right. So when you begin to treat yourself right, and you drink clean water, and you eat clean, non-nitrogenic food, and you're attempting to do all the great things in meditation, and you're focused on your on that aspect of you, and then you balance that out with your food, and you balance that out with your family and how you operate and cooperate with them, everything opens up for you. Everything that you see in those Eastern systems from yoga, meditation to veganism, there's a counterpart in our own system. Everything that we see in those systems and there's a counterpart in our own system. I advise everyone to research, go as many books that you can read. I would start with Dr. Ali's writing, right? The Lost Aboriginal Heritage. That book is essential. You should have it in your library and you'll begin to see. Then not only just read the text, this is where I'm noticing that real, real researchers read the text, but then go and look at his sources, read his sources. This will take you further down the rabbit hole and you'll get further and further and further and learn more and more and more about these subjects. And you will understand that it all originated from the sheep. We are the oldest civilization on earth. It all came from us. That's my answer. Those are the misconceptions. The misconceptions are the filtrations that came about through sharing the information with other societies over time. They filtered in their own concepts and ideas. But when you go back to the root, if we look at the she, right? If we look at the, the Nathan Wool, if I'm pronouncing this correctly, they practice a system of chakras. They don't call it chakras. They don't have seven. It's only three. But it's still an indigenous system of dealing with the energy center. And you can see that in shadow work. You can see that in astral projection. Astral projection happens in the sweat lodge all the time. It's a vision quest. See? Are you there? Oh, yeah. I, just, I was just uh, making sure you were, uh, <laughs> that you had finished your answer before I moved along. Nah, I'm over here taking notes. Forgive me. Uh, yes. Most people are familiar with, uh, and I'm, let me stop generalizing. A lot of people, we're not going to generalize, not most, but a lot of people are familiar with, let's say, astrology and numerology as it relates to, let's say, life paths. Can you explain the similarities between these aforementioned concepts in relation to cosmology and cartomancy? And could you do me a favor? What is the proper pronunciation? Is it cartomancy or is it cartomancy? Like, so, this must, so I'm saying it correctly, so I'm not making an ass of myself. Uh, I guess you could really say it both ways, cartomancy or, or cartonomy. But I, I usually use the, ter- use the term when I, uh, I reference the cards as cartomancy. Cartomancy. Uh, because it's a system of divination. It's a system of really reading the Earth's magnetic field. Right, so most people are familiar. With, oh, okay, astrology and numerology relates to life paths. Okay, when we deal with the cards, right, when we're dealing with cardomancy, uh, as as Dr. Shelby shared with me, cardology is the study of the cards, right? How the you know the the, the seven of clubs, the eight of diamonds, understanding what the face value of those cards mean. That's cardology. Cardomancy is understanding how to operate the history of that card and how to operate it 
through divination means. So they sound similar, but they're a little bit different. Now, how do they rate the cosmology? Because every card in the 52 deck is related to a celestial orb in our universe. The whole mathematics of the card system is based solely on Terra and its relation to the other seven planets in the sun, Sirius, and the other stars in our universe. So that's the difference. It's a study of the universe and how it relates directly to us. So all numerology, when we look at the one, the two, the three, the four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine, these numerals have value. They have meaning and they uh, represent other things. Zero represents faith. One represents thinking. See, And it goes so forth and so on. I'm not going to give our whole mathematics here, but it goes so forth and so on. And even on another level of understanding of it, the first breath that you take into your body is an inhale. And every breath that you take when you eat or drink is a suspended breath. So if you drink water right now, you suspend your breath to swallow the water. If you eat food right now, you suspend your breath to swallow the food. So there's a form of life and death. When you suspend breath, you stop life to swallow food to facilitate life. There's a process going on you constantly. In and out, breath and life, life and death. This is cosmology. Understanding how that operates in the body down to the breath because truth, breath is the soul. When you inhale, we take in life. When we exhale, we exhale death. Everything you do on the exhale, every excrement you let out of your body is on the exhale. From urination, defecation to ejaculation, to blowing your nose and spitting, everything is on an exhale. When you excrete, when you let things out, you give it out. You let it out on an exhale. That's death. That's cleansing. That's purifying. Even with the, even with the ejaculation of semen, when you let that into the woman, you are emitting life, but you're giving something of yourself. See, there's a breath held and exhaled at that moment. If we're going to really get deep into cosmology and understanding the universe, we got to understand ourselves. We got not. We cannot be fearful of our own biology and how Hela created us. This is essential that we break away from these false notions. Astrology is a beautiful uh, art. It's a beautiful art, and I respect all astrologers for their art. But astronomy is a science. And we function from science. Now, can we share and borrow from that system? Of course we can. And we do perpetually. Both systems share from each other. So I never diss astrologers because I get wisdom from astrologers. These are wise people. Astrology is a huge industry. Do I feel it's as accurate as our system? I don't. I'm sure they don't feel their system is as accurate I'm as accurate as they are. And that's fine. In this world, we have to learn 
that everyone will not think the way we do. In the history, we heard about the Earth-Venus-Moon catastrophe. And we learned that the Earth, the Moon was once part of this planet. Well, prior to that history, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us, prior to that discovery of the history, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave us a, a understanding of it. And his understanding was written this way. One of our scientists, by the name of Yah, uh, by the name of Shabbat, wanted the entire population to speak the same dialect, and because they will not, he drilled a shaft into the earth, or the then called moon, filled it with high explosives, and blew it apart. This proved a great feat, for that part called moon shot out. 35,000 miles and this part fell and the water from that part fell on this part. Now when we look in the history we see that this took place but the narrative is different. But in the Honorable Elijah Muhammad story when I relate that to us when we see people who want everyone to communicate and operate the identical same way not allowing their own free expression to be who they are we see someone who's trying to destroy our natural ability and break up our family unit. We are allowed to express ourselves within the nature of who we are. It's when we corrupt that nature and try to act within that nature and bring that inside the society when we have a problem. I hope I'm not speaking uh, cryptic when I speak from the spirit. No, absolutely not. Absolutely. We appreciate that. Um, speaking of cartomancy, many of the members of the conscious community are heavily immersed with regards to card readings. And when I say many of the members, let me add context to that. Just like in anything in life, you're going to have a novice. You're going to have someone who's uh, experienced. And then you'll have someone that is a master. Okay, so I just want to make sure that I'm extremely clear when I when I ask this question. What do you say to people who frequently rely on what the cards say, but don't necessarily understand the cards and use the cards as a justification for their lack of integrity and accountability? I'll say this. I see about I see a lot of clients, you know, over the course of a month, it could be a couple of hundred sometimes. And each human being, each God or goddess that I communicate with has a different level of understanding. I trust that the card, when I get, when I sit before a person and I'm reading their chart, I trust 100% I remove myself I become unbiased I tell my client this I'm unbiased in this topic this is not me this is what I'm reading in you this is you that I'm reading you see so if the cards are revealing what you describe here to them then it's not time for them to see the next level they have some growing to do so what should we do make space for them to grow 
we just make space for them to grow. The earth is spacious. So we can't control how people think and feel and see and act and move. That takes energy away from us mastering our own self. And self-mastery is the goal. The cards will guide them to where they need to go. If it's further down a road of dysfunction so that they can learn the lessons of life, some people have to go through a vicissitude to learn the lesson of life. It's written for some. Some people have a different walk. Either way, they have the tools to guide them if they choose to be guided. Unsolicited advice is really becoming, as, as one of uh, my sisters uh, posted just the other day, um, about unsolicited advice and how it's becoming incessant. It's almost like thinking. Thinking has become incessant. It's something that we don't control anymore. It controls us. And people just want to give advice on our lives now uh, without any control. And they think they just have the freedom to do that. And I just feel like we have to create our own atmospheres and understand our own solar system. If you are, if you look at your sun card and you move out from the sun card to your Mercury card to your Venus card and so forth and so on, you are in control of all of that. You all are saying that this controls you, but you have the ability to navigate all these energies. You just have to, this is why the cards are laid out to allow you to have success so you can navigate these energies. So, uh, again, let's, let's in our community, we are not here to judge others. If they choose to take that path and it's infringing upon our path, then we just sidestep them and let them go. Follow their way. Thank you for that, God. And the next question. Yes, I've been looking forward to this one. To the ever-apparent whitewashing of ancient history, the ancient Maya, have been seen as a bit of an afterthought sometimes, not all the time, but in some cases, following the discoveries of, let's say, ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, ancient Rome, and Mesopotamia. From a historical perspective, can you please educate the audience on who the ancient Maya truly were and their contributions to civilization? This is a, God, that's a whole lecture in and of itself. Just <laughs> <laughs> give them a little, 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 little oh. brief, brief introduction for a class that you're going to do in the future. <laughs> Let's see how I want to approach this. When we talk about the ancient Maya. First of all, we know there were no such people, right, of, as a Maya. Uh, Maya was the land that Cristobal Colon, a.k.a. Christopher Columbus, landed on. And he named the people after the land. So when we look at the chronologically, the, chronolo- uh, the, chronological, the chronological time, the she cosmology story, which is an account of the event in history that gave birth to the prophetic system. We can go and look back, I mean, 240,000 years. In the beginning, the world was in a state of complete peace and all energies were operating in perfect divine order. 
240,000 years ago, an event took place. I just mentioned that a few minutes ago, a cosmic um, cataclysm involving the heavenly bodies, Venus, Earth, and its moon, and Mars, that caused the disruption of Earth's atmosphere, its magnetic field, aka also known as the Earth's mind. This spun the Earth into dysfunction, and subsequently, many of the beings on this Earth, on this orb, were destroyed and fell into dysfunction. The once perfect peace experienced on Earth became chaos. We're going to get to it. I'm coming. Y'all ready? But in chaos, there still exists an order. So the she calculated for these new fluctuating energies and recorded the changes into 90 chapters compiling the Zulican calendar. Simple enough, right? Doctor, doctor, that's a quote from Doctor Bach Shia Maru in his writing, and it's beautiful that all our, our wonderful writers in 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 Arna are doing some great, great, great work, and we all need to be commended when we read these histories and understand. Going a little further, what are our contributions? And I could name some trivial things like basketball. <laughs> rubber uh, everything the cards the calendar everything that you see it originated from us and it, uh, again the she depict war and relate to the planet Venus and most often when we look at the whole solar system and how that operates um, how we calculated that the pyramids in America are much older than the ones in Egypt we understand that they have existed, some of them prior to the Earth, the last uh, pole ship. There are things here that are so ancient, brother. So ancient that uh, there's no date. There's no date to be given. Because the original people have no birth record. We have no beginning nor ending. Thank you. Um, there's so much more to give. I feel like that answer is is incomplete, but... I mean, yeah, I will, I will mute myself if you have some more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to hold it because when we look at the elements, right? When we look at look, ha, ik, ka, ka'ak, we look at, well, look is the word for element. Then we look at water, air, earth, and fire. And we look at all of those things all over the universe. Everything comes from those elements. We are the first people to chart that. We are the first people in the light of the sun. We are the first human being to rediscover ourselves after this great catastrophe and to set civilization back on its course. That's what we gave to the world. We can't limit ourselves to things, artifacts, a few little things. Everything came from us. And when I say everything, I mean that the essence of everything that they produce today came from us. Did you know they're digging into the earth right now, finding microchips that are thousands of years old? Everything you see has already been here before. So we can't be surprised or alarmed when someone says, hey, we built all of this because we did. As they say on TV, uh, back yeah. to you, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. There have been several books written 
regarding the mental, social, and behavioral issues demonstrated by the so-called Negro in America, such as the Willie Lynch letter, the miseducation of the Negro, the ISIS papers, and post-traumatic slave syndrome. The the vast majority of these issues have been manufactured as a result of both social engineering and eugenics. How do we remove the trauma suffered by our people and ensure that our future generations don't repeat the same self-destructive behavior? I I don't want to sound like, I, I don't want to sound redundant. But when we go back and look at uh, the Willie Lynch letter, for example, and I know many people will say, uh, I'm going to state it for fact, that it was a fictional writing. Uh, I don't know that to be true, but I do know what happened. Uh, The story is true. Whether the writing is true, what took place in the letter is true. Uh, All these books, The Miseducation of the Negro, Negro was a phenomenal book in its day. The ISIS papers, I still can draw wisdom from that. Uh, I have not read the post-traumatic slave syndrome, but the vast majority of those issues have been manufactured as a result of social engineering. How do we remove this trauma? By, uh, by allowing people to understand who they are uh, in their core nature, by pinpointing that and then working to become that, because so many of us are off-kelter, we're off-center with our nature. We don't know, uh, I use a Masonic term, we don't know the center from which to make our circle. See? He who prescribes the diameter of your thinking controls the circumference of your activity. He who, he who prescribes the depth of your thinking, the diameter of your thinking, controls the circumference of your activity. So when you read these texts and you continue to nurture on these type texts, what you do is continue to re, re-injure the injury. You keep talking about the trauma. Read these texts, then you have to go to work to establish new narratives to change these realities. See, when you read, for example, when you read Dr. Ali's text, he will address the issue, then the solution is there. So it's about moving towards the solution all the time and not staying in a traumatic state. When you hear my talk, it's about dealing with this, the problem and moving to a solution, immediately moving to a solution. Uh, when you deal with psychology, for example, one of the things that the Western psychologists would tell you is that when you pour wet cement, it only it takes a little bit for it to dry. But if you initially try to remove that cement, you can do it with a basic water hose with some water pressure. If you wait a few hours, you're going to need a shovel. If you wait a day, you'll need a jackhammer. And this is how tra- trauma operates on us. And now we're dealing with a trauma. When you're talking about post-traumatic slave syndrome, we're talking about traumas that have happened since we have dealt with these, uh, with this history in the Americas. And really, even before that, if we really want to get uh, technical about it, we're dealing with a history past 6,000 years old. However, in dealing with uh, how to remove these traumas, and ensure that our future generations don't repeat the same and self-destructive behavior, that only can come through proper mating. It has to come through proper mating. The science of mating. The science of 
making sure that the correct people, that you choose the right person based on your personality and that person's, I'm sorry, based on your psyche, that person's psyche, that person's genetic, genetic makeup, your genetic makeup, and then coming together to reproduce uh, uh, an offspring that is already programmed to propel himself and his family to the next level. Because really, we've already tried to save hordes of people at once, and you know it does not work. The only people you can save is yourself. Begin to work on your genetics, meaning that you have to eat properly, come into the Aboriginal way of eating, meaning that you have to begin to meditate and think and reflect. Use your own spiritual system to awaken the mind and the spirit together. And when you do this, you will see uh, mates that are like you. You know, some of you, I don't know, I don't really care if you get offended by my uh, uh, quote in the Quran, but I understand that book is a mathematical book. Uh, the Quran says there, uh, Allah made mates for you and created you in tribes and families that you may know one another. And here we are in a tribe, we're in a family, and there are mates in that tribe and family for you. There are people who are eating like you, who are thinking like you, who are focusing on things like you. That's where your strength comes from and remove the trauma by bringing those couples together and producing offspring that are made right from the beginning. Then we break away from this correcting past trauma and begin to heal our issues from the womb. Now that leads us to how we treat each other, male and female, how we treat the woman, especially when she's in the state of pregnancy, and uh, understanding that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. What you give her, she conceives. She nurtures that, and she exhales it out. She dies to give birth. Then we have a neutral point of the two in front of us. Do you see the correlation? Absolutely. That's mm. how we move the trauma. Yes, man. Man, I hope, hope y'all taking notes, man. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, during a scene of the popular thriller, Get Out, courtesy of Jordan Peele, Daniel Kaluuya's character, Chris, was hypnotized by his girlfriend's mother to rid him of his nicotine addiction, or so he thought. Soon after, he fell into the sunken place. Now, you are renowned for your use of hypnosis as a, a technique. Can you explain the sunken place that Chris found himself in and how do you alleviate concerns that, I guess, our people who have trepidation with the idea of being hypnotized, like how do we, like how would you approach someone who's uh, has trepidation of, of you placing them under hypnosis, if that, well, if that makes the question clear. 
Is it? No, it's a great question. I, I, I was waiting for this question because, I, you know, I'm a, I love hypnosis. I think it's a beautiful tool uh, to utilize in this world and to heal. And, uh, you know, one of my great mentors, uh, uh, Brother Richard Muhammad, who was also a student of Alma Elijah Muhammad and Brother Yul Muhammad, who I, I tutored under uh, many years ago. He passed now, but I'll be pleased with him. He, he would say that uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told him that hypnosis is the medicine of the future. It's the medicine of the future. So when we look at this concept of a sunken place that we saw in the movie, uh, and he's in this, uh, this floating in this void, right? So this is about putting the mind in the state of communicating directly with the subconscious. And we do that every day. Your subconscious mind is operating every day. Someone can put you in a talking place. If it's a skill hypno hypnotist, can put you in a talking place while he's having a conversation with you over this phone. You know, he's truly skilled. He he could really uh, cause you to go so deep into uh, into hypnosis that they could perform surgery on you without you feeling it. In ancient days, hypnosis, or it was called mesmerism was used for surgery in many cases, you know, to extract teeth, to, to, to take off limbs. Uh, so it's a very powerful tool. So how would I uh, ask uh, our people, indigenous people, to accept this as a modality for their healing? I, I don't receive much tributation in this field uh, with aboriginals. Aboriginals are very open to understanding who they are. And I see when I, when I share these concepts with our people, they're ready and they're open. It's that when we deal with the 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 uh, the people that are still trapped to the colonizers mindset, you know, uh, you know the, the the Democrats and whatnot, you know, that, that holding firm to uh, concepts that are, that are not serving them. Now, when I I'm not in the business of convincing people to help themselves. If I offer you a modality of healing, I know it works and you don't choose to accept it, and that's fine. We move on. I don't get upset about it. I'm not that type of person. But when I demonstrate to a person how deep the effects of hypnosis are and that you can really change your life, you know, it, with a few sessions, you can stop any negative action that you're in, embarking upon. You can improve your study. You can improve your weight. You can improve your thinking. I mean, there's, there's no limit because you're talking directly to your own subconscious mind. You're communicating past the conscious reality with filters, words, and ideas, and you move directly to the unconscious. It's like driving your car. You get in the car, and you're driving to work, and you get to work, and you'd be like, you don't thought about some other things, you don't sing some songs, you don't pick your nose and everything. And once you get there, you're like, how did I even get here? I don't even remember how I drove here. That's hypnosis. Mm. 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 It's a natural state. We go in and out of it every day. So a good hypno hypnotist or a conductor is what the actual term is. A good conductor of hypnosis is a person who's able to conduct like a train, like a conductor on a train, is able to guide you into that deep place. The word sunken place is really a term used in the movies. I, I've never used that term. I actually, I never heard the term before the movie. So <laughs> this is a, uh, this is a term, uh, sensationalized. And any hypnosis can use any terminology that associates with the mind. Like I don't use a stopwatch or, 
a watch swinging in front of anybody's eyes. But if I pulled out my pocket watch and they saw it, it already begins the process from the beginning because they anticipate that that's what's about to happen. Mm. It's about communication. For example, Erickson hypnosis is all about conversation, right? And out of Erickson, Erickson hypnosis developed a form of hypnosis called LPN, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And this is a form of hypnosis that they use, Jay, you should know about this, in television shows and radio shows when they speak in a hypnotic pattern in order to draw people in to what they like or what they want. Advertisement, Edward Bernays talked about that. Exactly, Edward Bernays and Richard Banner. And they, they created this system based on Milton Erickson's method of hypnosis. And there are other, merit, other methods of hypnosis. Some, you, there's one brother on the internet that's making people pass out and, you know, making women have some wild experiences and all this. I don't do stage hypnosis. I've never uh, been a person that make a person act a fool in public. That's, that's not something that I do. Um, I don't discount their talent. These are very talented people and they make their way with it. Uh, I tend to use my skills more of a, a therapeutic mindset into deepen meditation, to deepen uh, healing experiences, and to help uh, move past impediments that we generated in our own in our own being. That's the purpose. I feel uh, not to make someone jump on one foot and bark like a dog. And we certainly appreciate you using your skills for for healing. So, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, due to colonization. The European has effectively implanted the idea that we never have enough time to accomplish the things that we desire to do. That idea has often followed, is often followed by anxiety, agitation, and envy. How do we remove this false idea of time and regain the perspective of our indigenous American ancestors. Hmm. Well, you know, Albert Einstein said time is relative. <laughs> uh, time is important, though. When we talk about the calculation of movement, you know, well, everything that we do is based on time. Uh, when we talk about the Zulikin calendar, we're talking about time. We're talking about measurements of time and how we measure the time. We talk about 82, four, I mean, sorry, I keep saying 82, 42 octillion years. That's time. Now, the European has us on a schedule that he programs that you can't be late for his time frame or how he built the clock or how he, uh, not he didn't build the clock or how he imagined the clock or how it operates for him. This is what's giving you anxiety agitation, envy, because he programmed into the concept of time that you have to be uh, expecting the future. That's, that's anxiety. Agitation is being frustrated with your present condition. You're not happy with being present and you want something else. He got you thinking that you are outside of yourself. Envy is the desire of something that someone else has. You're not living within your own reality, your own time. See? How do we remove the false idea of time and regain the perspective of indigenous 
American ancestors. Well, removing the false concept of time would mean that we have to attach ourselves to the correct concept of time. And the correct concept of time would be our calendar. For example, what year is it? Many of us say it's 2021. When on our calendar, it's 15107. By understanding that and understand how we derive to that calculation, now we know how much time we have. Now you can not take your time, but you can better utilize your time. Because the Europeans' time, and this is no slight on any people with European descendancy, I, I have no dog in the fight. But the truth of the matter is, look how uh, people of European descent age. Look how their bodies uh, are not as strong. They are disintegrating very rapidly. Right? And when you see this, and you see that they don't age as we do, and they get older faster, you can understand a better perspective that this man doesn't have a lot of time. So everything is done in a hurry. He's always in a hurry. That's what creates the anxiety because he's always expecting the future. Because he can't live with the present. That's the agitation. He is not happy with now. He can't live in the present. And he's envious of his brother all the time. That's what drives him. I can see him very clearly. How do you remove the idea? Separation. Complete and total separation. And you can do it from right where you're living. Divorce yourself from his mind. Divorce yourself from his norms, his ways, his behaviors. And begin to function within your own ways, norms, and behaviors. That's how you change it. Listen to this. Whoever is the primary caregiver of your child from zero to five years old will determine the sexual behavior of that child, whether that person does anything sexual in front of your child or not. I say it to say this. You are programming your child right now with your Eurocentric colonized behavior just by the way you act, function, and breathe. In order to correct that in your household, you have to change who you are intrinsically and begin to function in your in your true status. Fully, not just in name, but also in deed. And when you function in your true status, indeed, that energy will exude to your offspring and you will begin to see a change in your reality. But until, in you, until you divorce yourself from your colonizer and stop depending on him for food, shelter, and clothing and become truly autonomous and independent on your own, you'll always borrow his ideas. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a sneak peek of what I get to experience during our if you haven't experienced the doc before, you're welcome. <laughs> um, hey, I just speak the truth, God. Retrograde, another one of these colloquialisms. <laughs> Retrograde has become a popular term lately. Can you explain to the audience what it actually entails? I don't want to. 
<laughs> well, we don't have to. I mean, we can skip it. It's not that big of a deal to me. I just, you know. No, that's a good question, but you hear a lot of people utilizing it as a as a crutch for their behavior. And that's why I say I don't really want to uh, because anything that's happening in the celestial bodies that operates on us, we still have the ability to operate in that frequency and navigate it again. But retrograde is having or being motion in a direction contrary to that of the general motion of similar bodies, especially east to west among the stars. So Saturn in retrograde means that it appears to be turning in an opposite direction. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Having or being a direction of rotation, this is just a definition, or revolution that is clockwise as viewed from the North Pole of the sky. Now, if we want to talk about going to astrology and talk about what Mercury and retrograde means and in those uh, deeper aspects of things, uh, uh, what people are saying in this society today about those things, again, my perspective on it is this. We fall into our energy vein and we live within that vein. To, uh, to, for me to uh, really go into the depth of retrograde would really flare some things up that don't need to be flared up. Honestly, people who function within this are studying astrology, which, again, that I believe is a beautiful art. But when we look into the science of how planets operate through astronomy, things operate a bit differently. So if someone's interested in er- learning how a planet operates and how that affects you actually in real time and space, I would study the terminology retrograde and how it operates on actual physical bodies. If you're looking to understand it from an astrological viewpoint, uh, look at it from an astrology viewpoint and you can understand how emotionally you, you may think it works on you. But that's the depth of I, I go into those terminologies because I don't like to create or welcome conflict that's not necessary. We certainly appreciate that, guy. If, if I mute my mic, it's just because I don't want an echo. So that's the, I'm, 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 yes, I'm, I'm, I'm fully attentive at attention. Trust me. All right. Um, due to popular culture, I hate that word, but you know, we've been desensitized to the concept of living with cyborgs and mm-hmm. synthetic humans, if you will. Mm-hmm. With blockbuster films such as, you know, the usual suspects, the Terminator franchise, Robocop, iRobot, Surrogates, the Avengers franchise, mm. X Machina, and cult classic TV shows. I know this is going to make you smile. The Bionic Woman and the oh. Million Dollar Man. Took oh, it back. I took oh. you back. Took you back with that one. Yeah, it's been. It's been well documented about how the nanotechnology from mRNA and graphene oxide administered from the COVID jab Mm. will essentially change our DNA to usher in a new generation of transhumans. What are your thoughts of these eugenicist scientists? Attempting to hack, to biohack our bodies with the objective of stealing our souls. Wow. Man, that's a heavy, that's a heavy accusation, God. But I can't disagree with it. <laughs> I can't disagree with it. I say this, and you, you heard me in Atlanta, brother. Uh, the moment, the moment you allow AI, artificial intelligence, 
to enter into your human anatomy, then you can no longer say you're 100% human. So all those movies that you just mentioned and all the things that we've been seeing come into play over the last 20 or more years, we're at the boiling point. We're here now. If you look at the word now here and you reread it as nowhere, that's where we are. We are now here, which is nowhere. So, meaning that we are the stalemate as going forward. Either we choose life or we choose death. I know we're getting close to the last question, but this is important that you that you all really get this. We're at that point now where the choice is to live or die. There's no in-between. Either you continue functioning the way you are, uh, people, not you, not saying, I don't want to be sound like I'm judging people's way of life, but people who choose to uh, uh, live in a way where they're going to be subjected to this type of uh, interjection or injection. Uh, not only that injection, but there are other things out here that uh, are going to really affect your body that you're not, if you're not careful, even interacting with people with the injection. That's going to affect you. Uh, and you see the effect every day. You see women having miscarriages now. You see people breaking out with different rashes on their skin, uh, different stomach ailments, uh, some having uh, breathing palpitations. Uh, and they have not had a shot or, or uh, in, injection. They've just been around people that have. So we're looking at now in this country a state of emergency. Uh, New York State, New York today, uh, began to call in the National Guard to take over places because their medical staff, and many of them wouldn't take the, uh, in the, the, the back. So you all who are listening to this, many of you are national, have to make a decision on how you want to live your life. Now I'm hearing some people, and I want to say this, very clearly uh, I've gotten calls from people who decided to go ahead and take it because they know we can detox it I'm sorry but personally I'm not taking the risk although I can know I can detox it I still don't want to take the risk of it not uh, being enough time to get it out my body or something could happen in between you never know what could happen the best option is to not allow it in your temple protect your temple with all costs it's your life you're fighting for now. And the life of your lineage. I just read an article the other day. They're offering, some wealthy people are offering $10,000, $20,000 for unvaccinated sperm. This price will increase. This action will increase. And you will see more and more of people attempting to uh, stay here and maintain life. And they're going to be looking to those of us who made this choice. You can see the decline happening right now. So uh, this cyborg technology becoming a robot, I'm not interested in it. I'm uh, you know, like Will Smith and I, robot, I'm not into it. Uh, I believe that you can heal the body 100% through applying it to natural means. You can eat properly, taking the right vegetation, even the right animal flesh, uh, bison, and the, the wild turkeys, and the things that we, the, 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 the uh, sea bass or the salmon, these things are healthy for us in different regions. And once we understand who we are and begin to adapt to these poles that we live in, to the seasons and how they operate on the earth, understanding our time, 
on Terra, on Earth. When we understand that and how they're functioning in that, all these other stuff that we've adapted, adopted in our life and adapted to our lives will fall away. It'll fall away. But you cannot, look, you're not going to be able to reproduce if you take the shot. You're not, some, some scientists say you won't even live uh, another 10. If you're 30 years old, you might live, you might live, you know, a, a longer life, but you're going to have health complications, you know? So that's my answer, Jay. And I appreciate it and receive it. Thank you so much. Um, speaking of pandemic, if you will, uh, pandemic and new normal. Love these terms that they love mm-hmm. that they love to regurgitate. That we've experienced the past eighteen months has been a perpetual mind fuck. Mm-hmm. As I said, it a perpetual mind fuck and sadistic game of torture. It's divided our families, ended lifelong friendships, taken our loved ones, and changed our collective way of life forever. Not all, but some. Mm -hmm. With that comes a, a lingering trauma with new pain that has to be reckoned with. How do our people protect their peace and find the balance that you and I often talk about with the ever-flowing issues of detachment, loss, and uncertainty, excuse me, uncertainty regarding the imminent few the imminent and long-term future? I would say. Again, as I answered before, complete and total separation. You're going to have to separate again the, 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 the passion and the love. People have made decisions and they've made decisions that are actually going to change their lives forever and forever and forever with this what's going on with COVID and the, and the vaccine and all these uh, all these uh, things that we're dealing with right now in this so-called pandemic or in what they call the new normal experience uh, but again I'm going to leave you with this on this topic if, if those who are listening if you would get your house in order and prepare your house and understand what you need to do to survive you need to get in contact with somebody to talk to how to prepare your home, to have water, food, sustenance in your house. Make connections with other like-minded people so you can trade resources, communicate with each other. If you don't think this is really happening, just look at look outside. Look on the TV for one second and see. These folks are, are firing people left and right. You won't be able to get any food. You won't be able to get into sustenance. You won't be able to trade or do anything else without the vaccine. So you're going to have to find a way to operate on your own and communicate and work within the non-vaccinated community and trade with those people. 
but it's a matter of thinking outside the box and stop trying to incorporate yourself into their plan or break their plan because their plan is set and you can't change that. The only thing you can do now is survive. You, you might not be able to save anyone else, but if you go to work at it now, you will be able to save your future. Not a complicated answer, Jay. No, some some uh, some things require simplicity, and I agree wholeheartedly. So we've covered a lot today, God. Um, how you feeling? I feel fantastic. Fantastic. That's a great word. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we uh, begin the Q and A? Is there anything else that you want to address that you haven't had the opportunity to thus far? No, I mean, we, we've covered a lot today, and uh, I don't know what else we could cover at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, I, I have my teacher on, on the air. I have to have to bring my A-game, so con- consider myself, con- I guess you could say I was inspired when I was uh, doing this show. Not that I'm not inspired. I'm inspired every week when I do those, those people in the audience who've had opportunities to, to listen in over the last couple of weeks. They know I go pretty hard with the questions, but today we had to take it up a notch. Um, so uh, with that said, now is the opportunity. If you have a question and I specify question, we have a, a, a segment for, for open dialogue and bills and comments. But if you have a question, for the God, please come up. Uh, let me see who I have right here. I see you, Joy. Let me go ahead and bring you up. And if anyone else has a question, now is the time to uh, raise your hand, and I will make sure that you come up. Joy, I'm, I'm bringing you up. You got to hit the button. Okay, okay. Jasmine, peace, goddess. What's your question? Peace, God. Can you all hear me? Loud and clear. All right. How you doing, family? How y'all feeling? This is why I need my, this is my uh, normal name up here. It's Jasmine. Um, but I did, um, one, one, thank you for holding the space. Um, thank you for sharing the energy. Um, I told a lot of the people that are connected to me, it's a lot of this information that this information is, is worth so much. Um, so the people who were not on this call today truly, truly missed something. So thank you um, for providing the space today. Um, I just wanted to ask about um, furthermore receiving further information. Um, when is the next class going to be held? When is um, What is the information regarding the retreat that is coming up? I just want to um, kind of fill in on that, that piece. Peace. Um. Uh, oh wow! You hit me, you hit me off guard. This there are classes coming up all the time. Um, you just—I would go on my website, powertoonshiamaru.org. Um, every class is listed on there. Uh, uh, there'll be more posted probably on the first. Everything is posted on the first, so you'll see all the cl- classes for the month. Okay. Um, uh, I'm sorry. What was the second part of your question? Was the classes? The retreat. I know you posted recently about a retreat coming up. So what does that look like? Is oh. that open to everyone? Yeah. See, see, see. Oh, you've been paying attention, huh? Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I'm having a retreat in February, right? Uh, 
initially it started off I was going to just have a few people uh, but it's evolving into something larger so I'm going to say I'm going to keep you posted on it okay because uh, what I initially had intended has grown way outside of what I initially intended so I want to make sure that we can accommodate everyone and uh, and have it set up correctly but but what it will be it'll be three days of intense spiritual training three days where you're where you have carbon-based meals for all three days morning noon and evening you will stay at a re- we will stay on a retreat center together we will have meditations three times a day and we'll be doing trainings throughout those three days and then at the night we'll be sitting and have conversation have a meal together there will be no electronic devices hello yes thank you oh you're welcome sister. Yeah. thank you peace and blessings Awesome, awesome. So after all of the material that we just covered and the, the guy took the time out of his busy schedule, and I'm just going to be honest with you, for those who are not familiar with, with the guy, those who, who us who, who do know, this is an extremely difficult man to get in contact with at times just due to his workload and the amount of clients that he's servicing on a day-to-day basis. So for you having an open opportunity to ask him a question on an open forum, I would take advantage of that opportunity. So do, do I have anyone that has a question? Once again, before we move on to the next segment. All right. God, how much time How much time do you have? Uh, you tell me, brother. Well, we... How much we, time do we need? This, this is what we have. Uh, so we're going to have a, a brief intermission. And when I say brief, I mean like milk. Got some questions. Hold on. Okay. Zodiac. I'll, I'll save that thought for a moment. We'll give the Zodi an opportunity to ask I like a that question. Name, Zodiac. Yeah, I like it too. Go ahead with your question. Thank you. Um, I just want to first give thanks to the Most High for providing um, us to wake up to even be able to receive this information. And I want to thank you also because it was definitely on time. Um, I believe in divine timing and every time you know, God show up, he show out. So, um, <laughs> thank you. My question is, okay, I've been studying for a long time and I want to make the right move. And so I have um, land that's been in my family for over a hundred years. My great grandfather purchased this land. I got certified copies of my deeds and all of these, you know, things. My overall goal would be to, have this land be outside of the jurisdiction of the United States. Um, pretty much like a reservation in the sense that, you know, the family is, is who dictates what happens and what goes on. Um, so I basically just, I want to be able to move in a private capacity. So if there's like, you know, like the first thing I would need to do would be what? Like get my birth certificate re, uh, redone or you know, because I know I have to put them on notice. I know I have to declare who and what I am. Um, I don't want to, I no longer want to be in, I want to be in my proper person. And I know right. I have to do all of that. I know that. You want to function I, in your proper status. Exactly. Yes. And so, so what we need to do is contact, get you in contact with a, uh, a jurist, a, an honored jurist that can help you walk you through the process. Okay. Uh, with my with my organization, Palatushi Amarula State, we have two jurists on staff. I can contact them and have them one contact you. Just leave your number and information with with uh, with with the, uh, Jay. 
Okay. I'll have yeah. you in contact you tomorrow. Okay. Just go, yeah, just go ahead and uh, DM me, uh, send me a, on here on this here. Or just go ahead and uh, message me your, your contact information, and I will ensure that that God receives it and you will be uh, someone will contact you. Okay, thank you so much. And you guys, I just want to say again, I really appreciate the space. I mean, I was taking a shower, washing my hair, just I was in peace listening to everything. Oh, so thank you. It was so calm and it's so relaxing. Thank you. That's that's love. We appreciate it. We got a couple more. We got Matthew and Shazak. We'll start with Matthew. Peace, God. Peace, peace, family. Greetings. Peace, Matthew. All right, I have a question to so the young lady that just asked about uh, things in regard to land. Uh, would it be better to do status correction first and then get land under an estate trust or something of that nature? What would the uh, proper channels be for that? Well, brother, I'm not a jurist. Um, that's why I said I would contact an Aboriginal jurist to have her contact, have him or her contact her to uh, advise. I mean, they know the exact methodology. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strong proponent of speaking in the field that I'm an expertise in, and I'm not an expertise at Jewish work. But I have two on staff that will be more than willing to answer all your questions. All you have to do is leave your information with us, and we'll get back to you tomorrow. Thank you. You're welcome, yeah. brother. And, and anyone else with, with questions in regards to uh, maybe nationalizing or, or, or being under another jurisdiction, please just reach out to me uh, and uh, I will make sure that your information gets to the right people, I can assure you. Uh, I believe next we have Shazak, then Legend, then Eli. Shalom, brothers, peace and power. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. shalom. Uh, it's a blessing to hear you, brother, speak. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, right now, currently, and, and I know you just made your statement in reference to just sending you the information, so I think that's, and, and that's what my question would entail. Okay. Um, okay. But but if I may speak on it, just, just in case you may have something to say to me. Um, currently, right now, my me and my wife have just... Uh, well, you know what? No, no, no. <laughs> I want to ask you a specific question about my son. Okay. Um, I didn't get him a birth certificate, nor did he have a social when he was born. Um, God, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If we, if we, if I, I, I don't. Want, I just want to interject. Uh, just for time constraints, uh, could we please ask a question that relates to the topic at hand? If it's something specific to do with uh, contracts to the matrix, birth certificates, nationalizing jurisdictions, please just, just contact me directly. Uh, the, the guy is, is uh, taking time out of his busy schedule to be here, and we appreciate him. We want to make sure that we respect his time and ask him questions that are within the confines of his expertise, as he just mentioned. So, uh, My no problems at all, brother, and I appreciate you for being here i just uh just whatever uh questions you have and your contact information yes may i i can absolutely I can absolutely the people the people want to be free absolutely right? and, it, and it's, it's bubbling inside of them they everybody that that has a question says they appreciate what we're doing so they feel the energy i love it because they're feeling the energy of what we're presenting tonight i think it's beautiful okay so prompt brothers and sisters I promise you, 
if you leave the information, a jurist will contact you. And if it's more, I mean, right now, it seems like it's going to be a few people. So give us at least a couple of days, send your information, and you have my word. You will be contacted. Will do, and I respect that, brother. I yes, appreciate sir. you. Yeah, uh, absolutely, God. And please forgive me for my tonality if I came off as this. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. I, I respect it in all facts. Absolutely. absolutely. We, we, we appreciate you. I, those in this room who know me know for a fact that I am uh, serious about freeing my people, and I can assure you that I will make sure that someone contacts you. That, that, that I can guarantee. And legendary chief. Uh, shalom, shalom, fam. Shalom, shalom. Uh, yeah, how y'all doing? Um, yeah, uh, Powhatan, uh, if you ain't noticed, I'm, I'm Selawakshi. I, I support a lot of the things that you do on Facebook um, and on Instagram. And, Thanks, and um, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, how you doing, man? I just wanted to, uh, I, I really don't have any questions, man, because uh, to be honest, the best, um, I, I've always been a studier. So I've always just, you know, I, I'm I'm just sticking to the information, um, and and if if you have something to bring out, you know, I'm there to hear it. But I just wanted to come and show my appreciation to everything that y'all bringing out. Um, I did want to express that uh, what you do does take uh, a lot of mental capacity. I've read Dr. Ali's books. I've read some of uh, the cosmology. And I've even tried to get into my cars myself and mentally it was, it was draining, but it was very, very relieving to, uh, open up that side of understanding about myself. So I believe a lot of people should definitely take, you know, uh, your advice and apply it so they can start really digging deeper within themselves. And I appreciate all y'all work. I can hear you, brother. Yeah, well, sometimes when you are, are building and, and, and offering solutions to the myriad of problems, you start to have a little technical difficulty, but no one's going to stop this train, that I can assure you. We're going to have a brief intermission for a minute. Oh, uh, no, you know, excuse me, no, that is incorrect. Cindy, go ahead with your question. I, I got to give my, my producer an opportunity to say her piece, because this wouldn't even be taking place without her. Cindy, please go ahead with your question. Peace, peace, y'all. Peace to the gods and the goddess and the universe on the stage and not on the stage. And if it went over your head, it wasn't for you. Um, you're listening on the wake up radio dot com globally and OTWTUBE dot com. our platform. We do what we want. We say what we want. No Google interruptions. Our own servers. But y'all don't hear me now. Because we talk about freedom all the time. And if you want it, it's here for free. Okay. So I was listening to you, brother. And you just was like, my mind was just like everywhere. And I thank you. I thank you for the knowledge that you have presented to us. And my question was about time. When you were talking about time. And I've been trying to, maybe I spent too much time, right? In the concept. Because if this is 2021, and the, in Thailand, it's 2564. And in Ethiopia, it's 2014. And Israel is 5781. And Pakistan is 1442. But Iran Come is on. 1399. But India is 1942. On, Japan is the year 33. And China yes. is 4719. Brother, <laughs> where are we? What are we stuck in between? Or, or where even, are we? We're, right. We are in the matrix for real. And everybody's time is off. 
And this is why we have to get back to our time because our time is the true time. And our time is based on the calculation of how we move on this orb and how we understand the energies of this orb. Even the language that used for time is not adequate to express who we are and what we do with time. They've come to the realization that time is not even real, but time, they're not moving in it properly, so they can't understand the reality of it. They can't understand the flow of the energy. When we get to the Earth's vibration rate, right, the highest vibration of the Earth will be 13 circuits per second. Right now, the Earth is about 7.8 circuits per second. That's a lot of vibration to move up. I'm advising everybody right here to go get Dr. Lee's book, Star Prophecy. And understand about star Muhammad and what his effect is on time in our solar system and how it will affect us as indigenous people who are carbon based. These are things that you need to begin to look at. How do I say this? You can no longer take this brother for granted in what he's written in what he's given us. You can no longer wait and say it's there. It's in the book. I got it. I'm going to look it up. You have to now live it in order to be, to survive what is in front of us. You're right, sister. I'm sorry to get so excited with you, but yes, the time isn't correct anywhere. Brother, I, w- I want to thank you in advance. Um, yeah, definitely need a consultation with you. And um, if you have a wife, tell her I'm sorry, because you just totally mentally gave me such an orgasm that I enjoyed that answer. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. I would tell her that. Oh, wow. Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. Um, God, uh, that, that'll be our last question. I know you have uh, you have to go. And I, I want to um, just say that I'm, I'm so humbled and I, I really, truly appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, to speak with our audience. And, uh, man, that, I'm, I'm just, I can't stop smiling. Um, could you please... Uh, educate us or the the audience on how they could uh, get in contact with you and even more importantly, schedule a consultation. Okay. Uh, You could either go on my website, org, and you can book a consultation right on the website. Now, or you could just simply call me at one 800 Four one four, Doctor She. One eight hundred. No, I'm sorry. One eight seven seven. That's not one eight hundred. It's one eight seven seven four one four, Doctor She. And for those who aren't familiar, that She is spelled as X I, Doctor She. D R X I. And you'll you'll get me or you'll get uh, uh, one of the uh, one of my assistants. Uh, but you will. Oftentimes you'll get me directly, but either way, if you want to make your appointment that way, they will make it right on. They'll make it right there on the spot for you. Uh, my appointments generally start one hour. If you want two hours, just let them know or let me know. I'll be more than happy. There are a list of different things that I offer on the website. I offer hypnotherapy. I offer uh, indigenous counseling for family. If you and your spouse are going through a marriage situation or you are about to get married and you need to go through some form of counseling, understand the energy matrix that works between you and the person you intend to marry, I advise you to contact me. If you're about to have a child or you're about to conceive a child, I advise you to contact me so we can understand the matrix of the child and how that energy will work 
and how to best rear that child in its proper energy. Okay. If you want to deal with symbology and learn more about cosmology, uh, you can take the uh, cosmology course by Dr. Ali Muhammad, of course, by going on to Aboriginal University. And you will be, uh, and you can do, follow that through governmentreparations.org and you can find the course there. What I offer is a symbology course that will help you to understand uh, the, the symbols and emblems of the craft a little, uh, a little bit um, from a more uh, Masonic perspective, which these people had the, the wisdom in their hands for centuries. So I like to delve into what they did and understand what they did so we can extract uh, what they uh, utilize to govern us with. So uh, I offer a class on that called Symbology. And so if you want a class on that, please let me know. I'd be more than happy. And a few other classes, Indigenous Trance, which goes deep into the trance state and how to create a thought through your energy centers called chakras, which I just described what they actually are, uh, and, and a host of many other things dealing with spirituality. I uh, also do an Indigenous Diagnostic where I check out your health and see what's going on with your physical health through uh, astrological means. And then I will refer you to an indigenous doctor that would suit your needs. This is how we do it in honor. Professional, courteous, and serving our people. Yes, indeed. Uh, once again, I just want to say thank you, God. And uh, so uh, for uh, everyone else in the audience, the, the God is going to leave us, uh, but we will... Uh, continue with an open dialogue uh, following the intermission. So uh, if you have some things that you would like to build from or discuss or get off your chest, this will be the opportunity to do so. So uh, before I go, absolutely. Okay. Let me say this because what I stated in my talk tonight is what I stated. Any questions about what I stated, you can contact me. Either you can call me on my phone that I gave you, you can email me, or you can hit me on, on Facebook Messenger. Uh, if you have some confusion about what I stated or any of those things, I'd be more than happy, if it's intelligent, to converse with you about it. Uh, what I don't like to see is when people, when we have these beautiful conversations, and then we have a conversation afterward that takes the tone and energy away, and then you steal from the beauty of it, you know? There's two ways to store, there's 10 ways to destroy organization, two of which is to, is to talk after the meeting. One is showing up late. Number two is the conversation after the meeting. So just keep the same energy flowing, please, after this conversation and, and, and keep the energy right and watch how this can nurture you moving forward. Stay in the vibration. Remember how I said, ride the energy, like surfing a wave on the ocean. You're just going to you watch, I watched this sister surf the other day. She walked up and down the surfboard and she was floating on the wave. But look how you can do that right in the energy. You can float the wave of the celestial body. But you got to be aware to do it. So let's start thinking that way tonight. Again, I thank you all. Peace and blessings to each of you. And I pray that you all have a peaceful evening. God, before you go, uh, I just want to um, let you know that None of that will be tolerated in the Sovereign Creed room. I can assure you that because uh, we're about building, we're about solutions, we're about respect, 
or about all of those things. And if someone is in here with ulterior motives because they want to lower the vibrational frequency, well, they will just get blocked in, immediately. We don't we don't tolerate that here. So I can assure you that the uh, you have set the bar and the standard high, and we will ensure that it remains in its proper perspective. Peace, God. God. I appreciate that. Peace and blessings to you all. Have a great evening. Have a great one, God. Cindy, hit that intermission. The call of us came here, they ain't never leave her. Indians ain't die off cause we here. You ain't got a lot, just say you won't be here. How you American but not indigenous? 400 years still ain't get rid of us. All Europeans and naturalized citizens. Made all the Indians niggas on the census. 1492, we was on the fences. Civil rights movement, we were so defensive. Black Wall Street, whites got so offended. Common law rights gave us amendments. Thank God don't speak truth, that's alright. First late 16, 19 was all white. 1200 wasn't no continent, all white. Europe named after a black woman I grafted it come from us do your research go within quit listening to teachers and a nuke guy voice coming out the speaker cut off trees down and made us weaker really they foreigner the shit gets deeper whites don't know where whites come from either I'm aborigine we come from the ether ruling over us and our land that's evil being colonized right now black people prisoner of the war that's why it ain't equal wake up everybody don't be no sheeple freedom ain't free really freedom is illegal Whites act like we can't see their advantages, privileges, real, they working in management, low down dirt. All right. So, now is the time for me to open up the mic, and uh, we got a few more minutes, uh, that we'll keep the room open, if we have productive dialogue, if we have people that would like to come up, now is the time, uh, Zodi, Matthew, if you have something that you would like to say, considering you're already up here. I would love for you to have your perspective. I see you, Doc. Dr. Pilon and, and uh, Conscious and Semi. I see you guys, Marcus. I see some of my people in the audience. Y'all want to come up? Go ahead and throw that hand up. Because I'm telling you right now, if we don't get some dialogue going, I'm exhausted. All those questions and things that I had to do to put this show together. If, if no one has anything to say, then we can, okay, there we go. <laughs> Marcus, what's up, God? Peace, God. Peace, God. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How about you? Man, after that, I am absolutely... I have to give me a moment. Let me find a word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm chatting in the back channel. And I got to tell you, um, I was asked the same question. I, I couldn't put, put the words together. Um, you know, Brother Powelton really... He acted a nut. Um, he really did. He shared a lot of great gems, a lot of uh, incredible information. And I just, I loved every minute of it, every second of it. It was um, being a traveling man myself. I, I, I got a lot of value from the conversation. Um, and I mean, what can I say? He, he, he shared so much and so many gems that... that I just want to go dive into to some of the books that he referenced. I mean, it was it was great. It was it was really uh, a treat to hear what he shared. Indeed, and I honestly, uh, I don't think a lot of people realize just how <laughs> well versed. Well, sure, they got the taste of it. Just, that was just uh, an appetizer of some sort. When you get in those sessions, you may get woo. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've, uh, I've definitely evolved a lot into my godhood since the God and I uh, started our, our, our sessions. 
Let me get some uh, feminine energy up here. Uh, let me get some uh, some more people up here. Uh, well, I give me some. Give me some. Give me some. Give me some. I just wanted to echo um, what the guy said pertaining to like just separate. You know, there is no meeting in the middle or any, you know, compromising. At the end of the day, you have to truly, like, truly, truly separate, which is the mission that I'm on. Like, being self-sufficient and being able to protect what it is that you build, you know, that's the only way that I see, any, you know, doing anything. Um, my employer decided that, you know, they was going to draw that line in the thing. And, you know, in the beginning, I was like, well, you know, we worked remotely for 15 months. So I'm not understanding how, you know, y'all want to put this policy on everybody for the workplace. And technically, I don't have to be in the workplace. And it was, uh, you know, I just ended up telling them, like, you know what? I'm not doing this back and forth. I What y'all pay me in a month, I can make with one client. So I'm not really tripping. And, you know, y'all going to miss me more than I miss y'all. And that's just what it is. And I, and I felt good about being able to say, you know, I'm going to go ahead and check out. You're going to cash me out my vacation money. I got about four, almost $5,000 worth of vacation. So, you know, I was just like, I'm gone. And when I tell you there was such a relief on me about the fact that, first of all, I knew from day one that I was never going to get inoculated like I already knew that it was never me trying to decide whether I would or, or whether I won't when it came down to my job I was like I feel feel the same way and so it was like once you like have a, a like a determination about what you want your life to look like no matter what it is um and you allow the most high to guide you it, it just like things just fall into place things just fall into place I didn't have so many conversations and things that have happened to bring me some money that I was just like, wow, you know, I, I, I'm not tripping because I know God got me. And I mean, in, in all types of ways that I never even saw myself creating an income for myself. And so it was like, you know, I knew from day one, when one door closed, another one got to open. That's just universal principles. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to seek that and encourage anybody that's you know, on the fence or wavering about anything, like you just gotta make that determination with self. A lot of most how to guide you and see what doors open up because they definitely go open. Peace, God. Appreciate that. So yeah, chat. Come up, guys. Hello. Um, I just wanted to thank y'all for having this room. Um me and Marquis and Matthew were literally like back channeling and texting like we gotta have a weekend room and a private room to like talk about this all over again because that was a lot of nuggets uh, we appreciate it we certainly appreciate it and, uh, if you uh, continue to tune in uh, we will keep the same energy going the weekend Week out that I can show you. Uh, let me uh, pass the mic over to the God Pilon. Peace, God. Peace, God. Peace to the goddesses. How y'all doing? Man, I'm doing awesome, God. Oh, I'm blessed, man. Um, I just want to speak about uh, Dr. Power to him, man, because I've you know, when it comes to his classes, uh, I'm always in his classes. 
Um, when it comes to, you know, everything he does, I'm always there. But what he did tonight, bro, was just absolutely phenomenal, man. I'm like, man, I'm always in his classes. I mean, but he always delivers. But tonight, man, this was just something special, man. This was like tenfold. Uh, as a person that's always in his classes, man, I was sitting here at my desk in my office with my mouth wide open. So I'm like, this was just incredible, man. So I just want to thank you again just for, you know, just having the space for us to dialogue as always. And um, just for just for providing us, you know, with the space to be able to evolve, you know. So yeah, man. I just want to thank you and and um, Dr. Powhatan. Well, I'm, <laughs> wow, I, I really appreciate that, Doc. And for the people in the audience who are not familiar with Dr. Kaman, he is uh, one of our renowned holistic healers within uh, the Aboriginal Republic of North America. My wife and I literally consult with him on a regular basis. Literally, we had a conversation with him this morning, and I can assure you that if you are tapped into what the Aboriginal Medical Association is doing, uh, you're missing out. There should be no circumstance, any situation or scenario where you allow yourself, your family, your loved ones to ever call or schedule an appointment or, or find yourself within the confines of one of these Western world eugenicist doctors. Okay? They killed more people than any law enforcement or police officer dreams about. That I can assure you. They are basically contract killers ever since the, well, they were contract killers before the, the CARE Act, but ever since uh, March of 2020, uh, they've been uh, given a license to kill, and they're continually uh, doing that with, uh, with, with <laughs> inoculation. But uh, yes, definitely, uh, if you want to reach out to the God Pulan, uh, definitely, uh, as a matter of fact, God, how, how can they get in contact with you? I'm not even going to have any contact. Go ahead and uh, put your information out there so people can, uh, uh, this this gentleman can, can heal just about anything. Uh, and you already heard the God Power Tune talk about detoxing the jab. Uh, we detox everything. But yeah, definitely, uh, Doc, go ahead and uh, how can we get in contact with you if someone needs your service? Uh, they could hit me on my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is, uh, I think it's connected on this on this Clubhouse site. They could tap on that and inbox me, or they can go to my, my website. My website is Healing Code, H-E-A-L-I-N-G-C-O-D-E dot solutions. Um, and just send, you know, send me a message on my, on my website or on Instagram. Either one works, you know. Peace, God, thank you. Solutions, I love that part. That's, that's what we're about here on the Cyber Creed Show. We, we're about, we don't just discuss the problems, we offer solutions. So uh, if you like solutions, continue to tune in. Uh, I want to pass the mic to the to the goddess Janine. How you doing, guys? Peace, peace. How's everybody? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, you know, just, of course, enjoying the build, you know, Powhatan, Dr. Powhatan, you know, he's always such a breath of fresh air and energy. And so we're very fortunate, you know, um, to have him as a member and a leader in our tribe. And, um, yeah, I'm just really excited. And 
you know, I, one thing I was going to say too, you know, if anyone also straddling the ideas of the whole approach, you know, that he presents with the cosmology and whatnot versus maybe traditional counseling. I know some things that uh, he and I had discussed and he had been working with my family as well is that, you know, a lot of times when you go to like traditional counseling, you know, um, you go in there and, you know, they, they may take you back to, you know, your childhood and the point of trauma and when, you know, mama didn't do this and daddy didn't do this and, you know, all of the effects or whatever, you know, that trickles down into us as children and whatever. But one thing about the cosmology approach is that it deals with your destiny before the trauma, you know, the, at the point of origin, if you will. So it helps to keep you focused on what you were destined to do before the before the hiccups came along the way in your household or, you know, in your different environments and stuff. And I think that's just real important, you know, um, cause so much, you know, when we try to go get counseling, you know, we just stay in that space of who did this to me, what happened to me, who did this. But the first center point of the cosmology is tapping us into what we were destined to do first. And then from there you look at that, you know, what got you off track and then putting you back on track. But I love that approach, you know, so it's because it definitely comes from a more empowering level, not just as a victim level. You know, it's kind of just like your GPS. You know, you put in your destination, you know, to go to Alabama. Okay, so, you know, when you're driving and that's the way we came to the earth with a, with a pre, you know, with a GPS in a certain type of way. But you know how when you're driving to Alabama and it'll say, well, you know, you can, um, you know, you have this, you know, slowdown that's coming up, you know, so do you want to reroute, you know, so that you could, you know, save an extra 30 minutes or whatever, you know, so, you know, this now helps us to reroute and navigate in a certain type of way, you know, those obstacles may be already down the path, but I just think that's a key point, you know, to think about definitely take advantage, you know, of the science and Let's start applying this stuff, you know, and building strong generations to come after us. So just again, just happy to be here on the build. Thank you. Peace, Goddess. Thank you so much for that. Um, really appreciate you. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, I believe we've got some amazing people uh, within the tribe. And speaking of amazing people, I want to bring up my sister, Pasha. How you doing, sis? Peace, Goddess. Peace, bro. How are you? Good. Awesome. What you mean? Basically stated about um, uh, looking at cosmology from the perspective of the GPS, because definitely the sessions that I've had with Dr. Powhatan have been very, very powerful. We've been able to work through some things that I thought that I had already dealt with, but um, he definitely brought them to the for forefront early on and noticed that there was some trauma that was still lingering that I needed to deal with. Um, so each time that I speak with him, because I speak with him on a, I, I, it's consistent for me. Um, each time it, it, I learned so much and, and I definitely understand the, you know, basically what he's doing by, we have everything. We're, we're fully equipped to, um, do and be involved and in, in to pretty much um, serve our purpose purpose here. Um, and although there are hiccups and mountains or mounds or however you want to look at along the way, 
um, we, we are fully equipped to be able to get through these uh, situations. So, yes, I would suggest for anyone to definitely build with him um, and to pretty much stay connected and also make cosmology a part of their study. Um, so, yeah, great build. It was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, my sister. Uh, yeah, man, I just uh, got some really wonderful people. Uh, I had an opportunity to uh, come in contact with here over the course of the last year with everything that's been going on in the world. And, you know, um, my confidant and brother, the guy, Yurima Karama, said, said it best. You got to find your tribe. Because we're at war and uh, we need to, you know, find those uh, like-minded individuals who vibrate on the same frequency as you. And that does not necessarily mean it has to be your blood. Because unfortunately for a lot of us, and I know, you know, a lot of people who are, uh, have a relationship with me know my, my story. I'm not going to get into to, to my story with regards to my family, but there's a lot of people in this room that are... Uh, that are healing, healing traumas, whether it's lifelong traumas or traumas that have um, are the result of the agendas that have been trans that have you know taken place here recently uh, since the pandemic. And if you don't heal your spirit and find the right mechanisms to uh, protect your peace, you know. It's going to continue to be a uh, a bumpy road, but it doesn't have to end the road. It's just you just got to find the ability to navigate through that road. And I can assure you that the guy Powered Soon, uh, his level of skill is on the mastery level. That's why we call him the master teacher. It's just, it's really like that. And like I told you, if you, if you had opportunity to hear him speak before. You're not surprised by this is if you haven't had opportunity to hear him speak in person. I mean, this is the feeling that you get whenever he has any public speaking engagement. I mean, the man is is uh, he's remarkable. But yeah, um, so it's six thirty-seven Central Time, seven thirty-seven Eastern Time. I I'm I'm tapped out, people. I, I normally have a lot more to say. Forgive me. <laughs> but uh, it, it I, I've spent a spent a lot of energy putting together this particular show. The questions I'm sure you you heard the questions, so you you understood the type of thought and research and work that would go into that. So if uh, unless we have anyone else who wants to come up to take the mic or someone else who's already up here that has something to say, I'm going to go ahead and close the room. So I'm going to. Going once, twice, anyone else have anything that they'd like to share or offer? No one? All right, so let me uh, let me go ahead and uh, do my outro. And I want to definitely thank our producer, Cindy Ashby, uh, because without her, none of this would be possible. And if you haven't already, Make sure that you uh, go to www.otwtube.com.
www.melanatedcontentcreators.com. So you can join our community of, of melanated content creators where you never have to worry about censorship. Um, once again, we are the Sovereign Creed, Sovereign Creed show. And we also, if you're not familiar with Sovereign Creed, we also have a, a clothing line of provocative apparel. Our, our t-shirts and, and hoodies are, are, and, and tank tops are, are more in line with like, I guess you would call it a, a walking billboard. They start thought provoking conversations. Uh, so if you haven't followed us already, please go to Instagram at Sovereign Creed. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook with the same moniker. And our website is www.sovereigncreed.shop. Uh, we have uh, apparel for the entire family. Uh, many of the people in this room are, are, are part of our Sovereign Creed community family. They, they patronize us and you know, they refer us to their friends and they, they shout us out on social media when they're wearing their, their clothing. I just want to let you know that, that we appreciate you. Uh, Sovereign Creed came came to fruition because, quite honestly, we were sick of the cooning <laughs> that was going on last year with, with, with uh, this pandemic and all the confusion. And, you know, uh, my wife and myself, we have a background in the entertainment industry. And obviously when that got shut down, when we were in Los Angeles, after our uh, young son was born, we had to, you know, make some transitions. We left California, moved to the state of Texas, and uh, we started Sovereign Creed, and we haven't looked back. But yeah, please definitely uh, make sure you go follow us on social media and the site. I want to give a special Shout out once again to our our guest, Dr. Powatun Kukukan Shiamaru, for what he just shared with us. It was absolutely amazing. I'm actually really kind of numb right now. So tune in next week, uh, which will be October the 6th uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, as we interview... Biana Hanel, uh, author of Healing Thyself, and she's going to discuss with us carbon-based versus versus nitrogen-based. If you are familiar with the concept, you're definitely going to want to tune in. Uh, and once again, we don't just discuss the problems, we offer the solutions. I'm your host, Jay Ali Shiamaru, and this is on the Wake Up Radio. We as Sovereign Creed are dedicated to the nurturing, preserving, and protecting of the Aboriginal American family. We are aligned with the customs and beliefs practiced by our Indigenous American ancestors and will continue to ensure that their legacy lives on with everything that we do. Hey, forgive me. Um, before we go, I just realized that I've neglected to uh, give uh, the guy Threads 3000 credit uh, for that intermission song uh, his story uh, if you've been following us on social media we've definitely been uh, playing uh, his his, uh, his song his story uh, over the, the weekend the last couple of days it's a remarkable song by a remarkable Aboriginal American artist and I wanted to acknowledge him we got preoccupied and then that's my mistake uh, we will continue to promote 
all artists who uh, are in line with the customs practiced by our indigenous American ancestors. Uh, with that said, uh, closing the room, we're out, family. Peace and love and blessings to everyone. Have a great evening. Running, getting to the cake. Dog, you ain't a hundred. This a hundred. Let me demonstrate. If she ain't got brains, then I ain't trying to penetrate. And if you ain't a stand up, need you, you could get your dinner ate. I ain't buying all that real shit. Dog, you benefit. Took her on a dinner date. Now we on the interstate. Might be a rookie in the game, but I've been agreeing. We about autonomy, dog. We ain't trying to integrate. We ain't trying to integrate with none of y'all. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Sing the Ashley Production. On the wake up.